0: Hello, it's Howard Brown. It's The Shining Brightly Show. It's that time of the week where we're going to motivate, educate, and inspire you. And today is just an amazing day. We have Kalyani Bardeshi. You're with me from Canada. I'm so glad you're here. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm I'm just so excited because I I met you through uh, Dr. Miriam, Dr. Z. And I have to tell you, when we first spoke, you educated me. I actually had no idea if you were motivating yourself or bullying yourself. And you just brought a whole new light to me. And I, I want to learn and I want to be educated. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. But first, let me tell uh, folks about who you are just a little bit. And you'll fill in after that. So um, Kalyani, a TEDx speaker, I actually just finished listening to it. You'll click that link. It'll be in the show notes. It's amazing. You are the only certified trainer, you'll have to explain what that is, in Canada, multiple award-winning author, and you teach people how to stop bullying themselves. I'm going to repeat that, stop bullying themselves, and you're going to uncover that for us, by discovering their uniqueness and mastering their thought process. You've collaborated with the Calgary Military Family Resource Center, Um, you produce a self week self-bullying intervention course, it's amazing, Um, and you help parents and teens Uh, actually on the the topic of that, the uniqueness uh, uh, to excuses to connect. Oh my God, you do so many good things here. Uh, You have something about inclusive leadership uh, and the virtual world unraveling the illusion of motivation. The dark side of uh, inspirational quotes, exploring the unseen self-bullying behaviors from seemingly positive messages. Uh, we got to uncover all this great stuff here because you have some cool themes here we want to talk about. Fill in, and before we actually uh, dive into the first uh, question about you know who you are, where you're from, how you got here, what's something uh, you want to share that we may not know about you?
1: I hate cooking. So I'm East Indian. We are supposed to love cooking and <laughs> I hate it. I absolutely hate it. If I could hire someone to do this for me, Please let me know. <laughs> well,
0: we can always uh, order, uh, you know, DoorDash or the delivery services, or the, the, the they actually have a services there during COVID, right? They they almost prepared all your food. Twenty minutes, do a little prep, and you're on your way. So, oh, you're not a cook. That's all right. It's uh, you got to do what you love, not, 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 not have to fight that. So, but you just want eat. to
1: add, sorry, that just want to add, even though I don't like cooking, I make really good food uh, <laughs> according okay. to my kids. So <laughs> don't
0: enjoy it, but they, they're fed. So the kids are fed. Let's make sure we got that yes. straightened out. All right. Tell us a little bit more of who you are and how you started down this path, uh, author, TEDx and, and kind of being this, uh, this coach for unbullying.
1: So um, basically, I quit my career as a CPA 13 years ago when my son was born, and I spent many years raising them. My son had a lot of health issues, so I couldn't go back to work. And in 2018, I I attended an anti-bullying workshop And the reason I was there as a volunteer was I wanted to see what was different now versus when I was in school, because I was bullied as a teenager. So what were they teaching that was different? And spoiler alert, nothing was different. It was the same information. And I developed tools and techniques to combat bullying. And I was like, okay, why don't I share this with the world? And I tried many places. I tried to get in with the organization that um, did the presentation. They wouldn't have me. They made a thousand excuses. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to put in a book. (laughs) So I wrote and self-published a book in 2019. um, And between 2019 and 2021, I won three international awards for it. Um, I tried to get this work into schools, but I just kept hitting barriers. And last year, what happened is my daughter's junior high school invited parents to present on their health, any topic on their uh, health symposium week. So one of the things I discovered while writing my book was self-bullying. So I said, hey, are you guys interested in this? And you know, I was invited to speak. So I was like, I got my foot in the door. <laughs> and one thing led to the other, and I realized that, the only way we can stop bullying each other is when we stop bullying ourselves. So we need to take that step back. So I changed my focus away from anti-bullying techniques for teens to self bullying tools and techniques for ourselves. And that led to, um, you know, presenting with the Calgary Family uh, Military Resource Center, uh, inclusive leadership in a virtual world, excuses to connect, and like small groups of parents and teens. And then my big aha was my TEDx in May this year.
0: Congratulations! That's no, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, it's 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 really amazing. Um, so a flow trainer, I had never heard that. So what what is a flow I've heard of Flowcess. flow Okay. Process, flowsis. So
1: flowsis is we teach people to flow intentionally. Ah. A lot of people can be in the flow thought where you see the basically four thought processes we have, according to psychology, we have dysregulation, we have regulation, we have self-regulation. And then what psychology doesn't speak of is flow. And what we teach is how people should toggle between flow and self-regulation. So you are being and performing at your absolute best.
0: Thank you for defining that. I, I appreciate that. That helps Thank me. Um, now, so I actually, people are hard on themselves. I I, I do uh, two, two comments. One is that I do a, a talk uh, called a look in the mirror. And most people don't like what they see in the mirror. If you take a hard look, Uh, They too fat, too skinny, uh, too tall, you know, not pretty. Uh, They don't like their job. They don't like their, you know, their situations and stuff like that. Um, Most people are very hard on themselves. And so what's the difference between being an inner critic and self-bullying? Because there's a delineation here that I want to learn about.
1: So the inner critic, when I talk about the inner critic, we are somewhat aware of how we speak to ourselves, You know, the one question I like to ask in my presentation is, you know, do you feel you're not good enough? Are you ever hard on yourself because you feel you're not good enough? And people will say, yeah, 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 I know that. But then when I talk about self-bullying, I say, okay, if I talk to you about someone who's an overachiever, how do you feel? They're like, Oh wow, that that's amazing. You know, like someone that can do so much, that's incredible, right? Or if I say the word underdog to you, what do you think? It's like, wow, well, if they can do it, you know, no one expected them to win and they won, that means I can do it. If I say to you, what about someone who's just like a Pollyanna who's just always happy and chirpy and that, what do you think of that? It's like, oh, I wish I could be like that. I don't like my moods and feelings. So When I talk about self-bullying, I'm talking about seemingly positive personas who are actually bullying themselves Mm. to achieve what they want to achieve. So, and I'm going to get into this a bit later in the show, is that you can still achieve what you want to achieve, but you don't have to bully yourself into doing it. And I'll give you some examples of what that looks like.
0: I I appreciate that. So I I have to tell you a couple of weeks ago, um, I actually went uh, with my sister and my wife to see the movie Barbie. Did you see the Barbie movie? Or have you not, not made, yet. That, made, made no, that? yet? No. Okay, that's okay. O- o- only it's only done uh, over a billion dollars worth of uh, of, of sales, <laughs> uh, you know, worldwide and stuff. It's it's like a big hit. So I went in there, not exactly knowing what I was going to see. I went at the last minute. Um, I actually had a GI Joe doll. Uh, it was like an army doll, and my. Uh, sister had Barbie and Ken, a couple of them. And all I remember is that they, once the clothes came off, you couldn't put them back on again. But I, I, I wrote a piece uh, on social media, on LinkedIn, and um, even on Facebook too. And I asked the questions uh, because it really brought up a lot. Okay. Barbie at first was perfect. Her body image was unrealistic, right? Barbie was always Pollyanna and always the nicest, right? Sweetest. now it's the sweetest thing ever right uh, you know she could she had the perfect life right as well so it's it's very interesting um but with body image with uh you know shaming there, there's bullying in the movie um and then what i noticed of having a teenage daughter now she's 22 but growing up with her the digital world that we live in is 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 vastly uh, unrealistic The things that you see online, on Instagram, on TikTok, um, it's really unbelievable of what's real and what isn't real. And what I see is that it actually has produced, um, you know, issues for for all people, not just young people, because we're living on our phones, we're living online uh, and things like that as well. And so, you know, this bullying and unbullying, all right? it, It happens digitally. And it happens physically uh, because we weren't gathering as much during the pandemic and things like that. So I want to tell you that I went to see Barbie and I thought about Barbie world, which was this Pollyanna world, and then the real world. And that, to me, it was very thought provoking. The movie was pretty good. It was okay. The thought provoking, if you actually took it to the next level. Is getting me towards where you know where I wanted to have you on the show and 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 explore explore that as well because uh, it's really interesting. So uh, take us from uh, the inner critic and bullying to more authenticity. I think that's where you're heading next.
1: Yes, that is where I'm heading next. So one of the reasons we are hard on ourselves, inner critic, and bullying ourselves is because we don't know who we are. Right. We've been. I know, growing up, I was told what I should be to fit in. And it was more like, don't rock the boat. I was rocking the boat too much. Um, and part of that was taking away my uniqueness. And when I talk about uniqueness, I'm talking about what intrinsically motivates me every single day. What is intangible that drives me every single day? It is, and for me it is compassion, you know, for me to be able to, to bear the pain of other people's growth while they're going through growth, to be able to hold that space for them and to be able to adjust to whatever the need is and to provide for that need. That's who I am. It's very interesting. I got an email from one of the participants in my course um, at, at the Calgary Military Family Resource Center. She just saw my TEDx and she just said to me that, you know, thank you for giving us all the love for some of us that have been hurting so bad. And that's what I do. That is my intrinsic motivation. And I think we've lost that. And if we come back to that and we know who we are, then we realize that, you know what, fitting in isn't that important because you're unique. Why would you want to fit in? These are my gifts that I give to the world. Um, One of the things my mom always told me growing up was, you know, don't be so emotional, but that's my gift because I'm able to put words to people's feelings. So if I'm not being emotional, how does that work? And it's very interesting. I said this last week in an interview on an Instagram live is that, you know, we often talk about deconditioning, you know, but my point is what are we deconditioning to? Do we know where we're going? What's the focus? What's the end goal? What if we decondition something that's unique to us? So my whole life, I deconditioned my compassion because I was told that, You know, don't be so emotional. So, Um, what if we decondition something that's not, that is our authenticity?
0: Amazing. Um, I, those, those personas of underdog, Pollyanna, and uh, over or goal achiever, I, I, you can be, you can be all of them at certain times as well. And, and you can allow yourself to that. But, um, yeah, I, I think people bury. Uh, certain things that, that because they were told to do so or conditioned to do so or they went through a life experience to do so. Um, uh, I have to tell you that, uh, you know, when I got my cancer diagnosis at 23 and at 50, it, it stops your life in the tracks. But not just me, but the people around me, but people that have gone through job loss, divorce, trafficking, addiction, uh, abuse, everyone has gone through something. And so um, my mantra is to get lift up yourself. So then you can go lift up others. And I think you and I are aligned that way totally. But if you go back in time, um, when you first started uh, this journey of helping others, you, um, what have you learned? And what advice do you give yourself
1: So what I'm going to say is going to go against contrary, it's contrary to popular belief. So I'm sure you've heard this. You just got to keep trying. You just, you don't know how close you are to your dream becoming a reality. And for two years, that's what I did with trying to get anti-bullying techniques into school. You know, I was like, no, it's my dream. This is what people say. I got to keep doing this. But I needed to pivot to self-bullying. Because the minute I pivoted, that's when doors started opening up for me. And that's why I say, yes, hold on to your dream, but don't quit pivot. And my lovely friend, Dottie, says this. She says, don't quit pivot. And that's what I want to say is don't quit pivot. Yes, have the big picture, but they they could be something better. And for me, it was, what if I help people stop bullying themselves so that they don't have to bully each other.
0: Do right? you find, do you, I, I, no, I like that. Do you find that, um, so the, the schools were really looking at people bullying as a team sport or it wasn't as much one on one or is it both?
1: So here's the thing, Howard, I, I address intangible causes of bullying. Right? And what I mean by intangible causes, my first step is connecting each individual to their intrinsic motivators. Where do they get their energy from? For me, compassion is where I get my energy from, right? If the minute I'm told to do anything outside of compassion, for example, if I'm told to motivate somebody, I can't do that. It's, it's not my thing. It will drain my energy. So I reconnect people to the intrinsic motivators. And then I help them understand the four thought processes. We work through triggers. We work through unconscious confrontations. I teach them tools and techniques to better themselves. Well, what's happening, unfortunately, in schools is it's a lot of let's work on tangible effects. Right? So what we're essentially doing right now is there's an abscess and we're just putting a band-aid on it what I do is I, I rip that Band-Aid off and I'm going to put some antibiotic on that abscess until it gets better. And I'm going to nurture it till it gets better. I'm going to get to the cause of the problem. I'm not going to deal with the effects. And people like the Kumbaya, let's hold hands and sing together effects, right? You know, you know, just stand and say these um, these affirmations and they'll make you feel good in the short term. But in the long term, if you don't believe what you're saying, it's going to drain your energy.
0: Right, because you know I think about it that uh, you even say this. I think bullying's been around a long time. It has, Um, you know, um, and uh, a lot of this in male dominant, you know, original societies as well. And but there's bullying, uh, you know, on the playground, in the schoolroom, at work, at home. Um, There's this has been going on a while. And I think that your approach is very unique because you actually, if you train someone to not belly themselves, maybe they'll think twice about bullying someone else or joining the pack. And, 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 and is, that, is that really some of the goal there?
1: So the goal basically is once you know and understand yourself and you are driven intrinsically, your, all your interactions change. Because you're connecting to what intrinsically drives you, your intangible driver. You're not trying to fit in. You're not trying to be something that you're not, just to be accepted. And let's put it this way. When you connect to your intrinsic motivators, that's how you build self-esteem. When you build self-esteem, people are drawn to you. It's like, wow, okay, okay. You know, I want a bit of that. You're able to stand on your own. It's very interesting. A friend of mine did a social media post um, yesterday and she listed out all sorts of things as like, are you afraid to say no to somebody? Are you afraid to share your story vulnerably? And there were seven or eight things. And I literally wrote there none of the above. And it's none of the, I'm not afraid of this. And it's been the last year working with my mentor, John Lenhart who has trained me in understanding my uniqueness and understanding my thought processes, my triggers, and how to respond to them in a healthy way, also using unconscious confrontations, which has helped me with my relationships with my children through understanding their uniqueness and using key words that intrinsically motivates them to just have this beautiful harmonious relationship going. We were away for almost two weeks in the UK and it was an amazing holiday because there were no spats. It was like, you know, at the end, everyone got tired and that was a trigger and there were spats. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> I handled it very, very well. There was over before it even started. <laughs>
0: um, you, you mentioned something about self-esteem. Tell me where self-esteem uh, intersects with uh, confidence or self-confidence.
1: They actually, it's very beautiful that you say that because the non-contradictory definition of self-esteem is confidence in your uniqueness, okay. and confidence in your uniqueness. I'm talking about is whatever motivates you intrinsically. To have I, confidence in that,
0: right? No, I I, I like that. So, uh, self self-esteem is is is, an, is important uh, because, for the most part, I, I I'm a confident type person. For the most part. But I also there was told never to let him see a sweat, never let him see a sweat, whatever that meant. That used to be an old expression. Never let him see a sweat. You know, always maintain your composure and things like that. Um, And, uh, you know, it wasn't until recently that, you know, it was okay to be vulnerable True. you know, you know, people always had to have this hard side, you know. And again, uh, also, I have friends that coach in the, the women of the in the workplace. And um, it's 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 difficult. I, I had an author, an Asian author from Canada, that talked about the Tao of self-confidence, about growing up with Asian women and what they're told to be and how their expectations are. And, and some of those are very harsh demands that their family placed on them that they couldn't explore who they really were. They didn't find out until breaking away a little bit. And um, it, it's it's interesting on everyone's different journey as to we kind of improve ourselves. And thank you for shouting out your coach because even coaches have coaches. True. I have and and again, I um the, the older term I use is mentors. Yes, I,
1: I, I prefer love, mentor. I prefer mentor, actually. I love that
0: word because <laughs> the lost art of mentorship is true leadership because I love mentoring because it, it, it it's a learning experience for you, but you're lifting someone else up. But also you have to be able to put yourself to be the mentee to understand that you actually can fill your cup up with knowledge and fill your brain up with knowledge to improve. Now, whether you apply that or not, it's a different story. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. All right, so uh, you're setting out to achieve your goals. How do you differentiate between bullying yourself and uh, achieving those goals?
1: Okay, so I want to share two stories. I recently um, wrote an article about this, and one story is mine, and one story is Andrew's. So I'm going to start with my story, and the second one, because I want to save Andrew's story, because Andrew's is the best story. So um, I'm just literally going to read from my article here. I was invited to a workshop, and when I looked at the date and time of this workshop, my initial thought was, I don't want to go. I can't make it. There's too much going on around that time. Because this workshop was scheduled to take place two days before my kids went back to school, and it would run through dinner prep time, I wasn't familiar of the part of the city where this workshop was being hosted. So if I were to bully myself into attending this workshop, this is what what it would look like. The cause of tension is taking a chance to meet new people and doing a lot of work to get there. The comfortable result or the excuse not to go, while it's two days before the kids start school, the location is too far, it's late in the day, I won't be back in time to make dinner so I can choose to stay at home because I have valid reasons not to go. The self-bullying approach, telling myself to do it, forcing myself to do it to prove that I can do it for the effect, not the cause. And the effect is not feeling FOMO, the effect of not wanting to lose out on the opportunity to network, the effect of not having regrets or what people will say about me. If I were to approach this workshop with a growth mindset, this is what it would look like. The cause of tension is still the same, taking a chance to meet new people and doing a lot of work to get there. The growth result is building connections, learning something new, building confidence, driving to a new part of the city, growth mindset approach. This is an opportunity to network, to meet new people, to learn something new. I'll figure the rest out—dinner, school, etc. So, before I share Andrew's story, do we still have time to share Andrew's story?
0: We, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Okay, good. So, the end result would still have been the same. I still would have gone to the workshop, right? But was I bullying myself or was I going with a growth mindset? So this is what Andrew shared with me and I have his permission to share the story. When I was in high school, I struggled with my mental health but my teachers often could tell that I was gifted in my intelligence. They pushed me to try honors courses. But when I took honors chemistry my teacher didn't have patience for me loafing off. He made jokes at my expense and I felt stupid. After that class, I didn't have to take any more science classes, but I wanted to prove him wrong because I felt bullied by him. So I enrolled in physics, which was spoken of as the hardest class in the school by the student body. I fell in love with the field of physics, and that's what springboarded me into engineering and getting deeper into science. Because my teacher bullied me, I found a field of study that I got energy from intrinsically. That never happened from teachers who tried to encourage me. Even though I was a mess, comparing those two scenarios, you know, one could easily cause someone to come to the conclusion that bullying works, but I was still a mess. I continued to struggle with depression and suicidal thoughts for the next five years until I learned to deal with my own thought process. So now, if Andrew were to approach this with a growth mindset, the cause of tension would still be being misunderstood and bullied because of being gifted in intelligence. The growth result is exploring an area of science that would cultivate and nurture Andrew's gifts. The growth mindset approach is seeing taking physics as an opportunity to cultivate, nurture, and explore the extent of Andrew's gifted intelligence.
0: I have to tell you, I think that that you teach the discipline to be able to look at it from two sides of the coin. So from the, uh, the, the, bullying side, the self-bullying side and the growth mindset side, and that's a discipline. That's a learned thing. That's what you teach. So that's part that's of the classes. I know. Yes. I think it's, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's fascinating. So I think it's amazing. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going we're gonna, to um, head to the end of the show here, but so I, um, I just want to tell you that th- this is a learning for me. So um, I hope that the audience is learning too. If not, this is my show. I'm being a little selfish here. Um, you've just basically given me a, a primer to uh, to all your teachings, your book, your TEDx and all that. So, But I, I think a lot of other people are going to uh, really, really resonate with this. All right. So this is a part of the show. I put on my glasses here. For those that are just listening, I have my my metallic white glasses. It's the Shining Brightly Spotlight. And Kalyani, I want you to tell people how they can get in touch with you. Um, and then and then they'll find your TEDx and then find your class and all that stuff. And I'd love for you to then kick back the show to me. But before that, I want you to share some inspiration uh, as, as you do.
1: Okay. So people can reach me on my website. That's kalyanispeaks.com. I am on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook as well. My Instagram is kalyanispeaks049. Uh, the thought that I would like to leave everyone with is, what are you hoping to achieve by bullying yourself?
0: Wow. I don't know. They'd have to really contemplate that and think about that. That's, so, that's the thing. <laughs> um, I've not, I, I, you know, I heard of anti-bullying and before meeting you, the the bullying the self has been, is fairly new to me. So I I, I want to say that I, I just really appreciate Um, the the learning that you've uh, exposed to me and to the audience here, uh, I think they're going to have some questions for you. I will make sure that your website and the socials are all put in the show notes as well as on the links on the, on the social posting. So people will be able to find you and I hope they, they go and do so. So this has been uh, another episode of the shining brightly show. I'm Howard Brown. You can reach me at shiningbrightly.com. there. You can find all of my wonderful speaking examples and my one sheet, as well as the book, Uh, Shining Brightly, it's a bestseller, it's an inspiring read, How to Live a Resilient Life with Hope. And uh, then also you can see my podcast, which is gaining lots of traction. I'm looking for sponsors as well, uh, but it's happening. It's starting to pick up. Uh, I think I hit across 12,500 downloads. I'm so excited. That means someone's paying attention here and I'm doing something right. And um, lastly, also my advocacy, my advocacy for entrepreneurship, my advocacy for cancer, my advocacy for interfaith. I have discussion guides on survivorship, on mentorship, uh, which is leadership and also interfaith learning about other people and their customs, their cultures, their foods, their history and their religion. And so, uh, lots of good stuff there at shiningbrightly.com. and I'm interactive. So you can come and reach me. And then lastly, to close the show, I always say that if you choose to shine brightly just a little bit each day for yourself, for others and our communities, the world would be a brighter place. Thanks again, Kalyani. It was wonderful. Learned a lot. Um, and, uh, you're, you're really, uh, onto something here. And I just wish you well and your classes, your teachings, and, uh, and really the growth mindset that you provide for everyone. So thank
1: you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep
1: on shining.